Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. Sam, it's finally happening. Oh my God. I'm so excited. No, not Drag Race Down Under. <laughs> our merch, our, our Patreon, our Gatrian. Our Gatrian is live and kicking. Well, I mean, we're recording this on a Sunday. It's meant to be live and kicking on Monday, day of release. We're hoping all goes to plan. But assuming all does, you got a few of you guys have been asking for it for a while and we've finally done it. We are allowing you the privilege of giving us some money. So, <laughs> I mean, we've been doing the podcast now for almost two years and you guys have had a hell of a lot of free entertainment. And if- and you've taken, you've taken, taken, taken and given nothing. <laughs> and me and Sam know what it's like to take and take and never give, but enough about our sex lives. We, uh... <laughs> but uh, obviously no obligation. United Queendom is always going to be a free um, show for you all to enjoy. But for anyone who wants access to extra um, content and extra little gifts and VIP, I don't know how to describe it, but... Little personalised videos for pictures of our buttholes, for all of that stuff, you can go to the Patreon and the links will be um, in our descriptions on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you look for them, and also, obviously, on our Instagram. And you know where to find it. And also pictures of our forthcoming merch. Um, you can see what um, it's, you know, going to look like. Just, to, just There might be a few changes towards the end, but um, they are going to look like that. So pricing structures, etc., to follow. God, we sound like Romy and Michelle. We are businesswomen. Do they do a businesswomen special? <laughs> yes, they do. We, we, this is it. But people do not come here to hear us do a sales pitch. They come here to hear us review Drag Race. So should we start reviewing Drag Race Down Under? Oh, let's bloody do it. Can I just say before we start, so wh- what do you think about the fact that it's Drag Race Down Under and not Drag Race like Australia or New Zealand or... Well, it was obviously supposed to be Australia, but because of COVID, they had to do it in New Zealand because the filming um, restrictions were not as harsh. Um, so they sort of had to include Kiwi Queens, which is why they all seem to have come from the same club. Um, and um, and yeah, I th- yeah, I think it's I think it's a fine I, I think it's a fine idea. It was the only I- it was the only thing they could do, really, isn't it? Do you think though that they would have always included Kiwi Queens, but just called it Drag Race Australia? And it's like how we have Irish queens on Drag Race UK. No, it would have been just, it was, they had called it, because there's plenty of drag queens in Australia not to have to include Kiwi queens. So it's because they filmed it there. Yep, 100%. Because the thing I find weird is not the grouping them together, because that makes sense, but it's just Drag Race Down Under. It's like, does anyone from Australia or New Zealand actually refer to it as Down Under? Or is that not just... Oh my God, all the time. They do. Yeah, yeah, they always say Down Under, yeah. Come Down Under! Oh, I thought it was something we said about them. No, no, it's universally um, acceptable. Well, shut my fucking mouth, am I right? (laughs) Um, Shut your dirty, filthy slag mouth. I'm not shutting my mouth before we rate this episode. So, Sam, would you like to rate first? Gadies first? I I am going to give it a seven. 
I think that's a very fair score. And do you know what, Sam? I'm not kissing your ass, even though I know you like that. <laughs> Especially after a drink. Are you, are you licking it around the ring page instead? <laughs> you can watch that on our Gatrian. Um, we, I'm going to join you on a seven, so we don't even have to argue this week. Let's, let's start Drag Race Down Under as we mean to go on. Friendly, cordial, because the queens certainly aren't. They're bitchy as fuck, which I love. Um, should, we, should we go through all of the queens and their entrances? Yes, let's do it. So the first to enter is Art Simone, who's in like an Art Attack style dress. She's from Melbourne and she says, I'm not here to fuck spiders, which is that a in-joke in Australia we don't get or is that just a weird Uh, thing to say? Well, they have they have the most they have the most poisonous spiders in the world in Australia. I know they have spiders there, but that doesn't make the phrase any more logical. I'm not here to fuck spiders. No, I don't get it either. Well, I should say, Sam, you have lived in Australia for a year, haven't you? I have, I have. I will. I'll be bringing so much local content um, to. <laughs> to be right, it was a long time ago. So I mean, the place it's a different place now. And my my brother lives in Perth, as RuPaul would say. He has a lot of personality, and I've been to Sydney and Melbourne. So I think we have a lot of perspective to offer here. And speaking of Sydney, the next queen is Maxi Shield. Um, oh wait, sorry. What did you think about Simone? Good, bad? Um, loved. She's polished. She's giving me a bit Sasha Velour. She seems like... I actually actually wanted her to win this episode. I think she deserved to win, but we shall get to that. What did you think of Maxi Shield with the big, love, big love, titties? Love. Big titties. I mean, my one, my one complaint would be that um, in that outfit, she really should have, like, done something about the fact below the breastplate, you could just blatantly see that it was, you know, the illusion was destroyed. But other than that, like... Bubbly, funny, big boobs, exactly what you'd expect from a Sydney from a Sydney drag queen. I love those big tits. She's giving me like Nina West meets Dame Edna, who Dame Edna will not be on Drag Race because of the controversy. Um, and I love that she said, I'm a dickhead on stage. I was like, that's what we want from Australia. They're kind of like us. They've got that crass, blunt yeah. sense of humour and I live for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because obviously like, you know, we share a lot of common culture and... Um, so, Your culture might be common. Mine's not. Well, uh, <laughs> no, but it's like our, um, you know, li- having lived over there and stuff. Like a lot of stuff is very British, and like, so they loved all of our all the same shows because obviously, like, my other uh, reason I've got family over there is because they emigrated. So so many people. There was a massive emigration drive in like the fifties and sixties and seventies, and um, so they took with them obviously all their favorite TV and movies and stuff, and then they and their kids grew up with that as well, as well. So that's like. It's just so similar, including, you know, including people like Danny LaRue, for example, like that's so the, our drag will be the most similar to Aussie drag than anywhere else. And I do think your family just want to be as far away from you as humanly possible. So it was either oh. Australia or the moon. Although <laughs> they tried to get to the moon, but um, moon was there stopping them. Hi, moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up is Jojo Zaho. Um, we won't spend too long getting to know her because we know how that ends. But she's a First Nation queen. She says, I'm not here to fuck pillows, I think she said. There's some weird entrance lines. I, I don't know if they're references to shows that we... If it's not from Kath and Kim, I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, she has a lisp. She does kind of, like, a plastic look. And straight away I was like, I'm not getting this queen. So I'm glad I don't have to now. But what did you think? I, um... Yeah, she wasn't as polished. Um, I mean, she goes on to say later on in the episode that she grew up in the missions and stuff, and like it's a, it's a dark, dark history. To be honest with you, um, so it was, it was really good to have a, um, you know, native Australian there. Actually, I mean, even if she was only there for a little bit, 
if, if she, I, I feel, I feel, I feel sorry. Yeah, exactly. I feel sorry for her that she wasn't more polished and to be able to represent more. And I think that, but I think maybe that's something for another season. Well, I think because of season 13 in America, it's so weird to see someone actually go on the first episode. Like now we're used to about two months yeah. before an elimination. Um, we get Electra Shock, who's from Auckland, a dancing queen. She says, I was a model before the accident, which I th- was one of the few entrance lines that I found funny and understood. Um, but her outfit was cheap, horrible. And then that became kind of a storyline, didn't it? Yeah. And also, also they kept saying how thirsty her wig was. Like, um, that's, I'm assuming that she did that. It's been teased on purpose to look like that. Well, I mean, watch Drag Race UK if you want to see thirstier wigs. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, but she was quite ropey and the queen. So did you say thirsty pigs or thirsty wigs? <laughs> thirsty fags. But um, I, I think it was kind of like a lot of people saying on Reddit, like a lot of, uh, global fans are like the Australian queens are so bitchy but they're kind of misunderstanding the Australian humour they're very blunt they're very like read each other and it's all in good fun whereas I think maybe that's not translating well everything is done everything is done like all the banter and stuff like they have serious amounts of banter like but it's all done like with a cheeky look and rather than like an I hate you sort of thing going on but you know Drag Race are going to edit out all the cheeky looks after and just leave in there <laughs> Because in Australia, everyone calls each other a cunt and it's just friendly, isn't it? So Yeah, I love you, you can't. Fucking can't. Um, speaking of cunt, Scarlet Adam, she's from Perth, burlesque dancer. She says, I'm going to paint the town Scarlet. What did you think of her? Um, yep, I really like her as well. I mean, there's, I have to say, like, there was none of them I really, <laughs> did, I really disliked. I liked, I liked Scarlet as well. And like, it's, it's, this is what I mean. There are so many places where... Because you've been to Perth. It's not a massive place. So the fact... It is actually quite massive. Well, it's not massive, massive compared to, like, Sydney, is it? What's the population of Perth? Well, Perth is massive in terms of area. But, yeah, in terms of population, it's quite sparse. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's got a small centre and then it's got, like, masses of, like, land. I think it's like... But compared to compared to, compared to somewhere with the same population over here that would never in a million years have a drag scene, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually controversy about Scarlett because she um, used to do a lot of blackface and stuff in her act. Oh, God. Um, so, which she's apologised for and it was like eight years ago, but already on Reddit, a lot of the fans are not willing to move on, so you can expect... I mean, it, would it be Drag Race Down Under without some racism controversy? I mean, that is that is the true... Bread oh, and yeah. butter of Australia is racism, so we're going to be having that. <laughs> I wouldn't call it the bread and butter, but I would say they have something of a a shaky relationship with racism. I think that's the polite way to put it. <laughs> Next up is Coco Jumbo from Sydney, who's got a big, big smile. And she's like, I'm fierce, I'm fat and I'm fabulous. What did you yes. think of her? Living for Coco Jumbo. Um... She is one of my top queens of the whole episode, I have to say. She was one of the ones I connected to straight away. I thought she looked really pretty, really likeable, and seems like she's a bitch, but a bitch with a heart. So cause she was, later on was, like, talking up um, Electra when she's in the bottom, and I think that's always yeah. a good a good way to make people like you. Yeah. What did you think of Kitamine from New Zealand, who's, like, a party clown doing, like, a bubble-style wig, which um, is popular down under? Uh, yeah, no, I did... I quite liked this, but I quite liked her. I mean, she was... I mean, I did think it was funny how I know we go into the mini-challenge, and the mini-challenge is about having a lisp, and she actually has one, which I thought was quite quite unfortunate. And she's like, I'm here with my beautiful body foods. 
and so I think I think it is good, and it's a great storyline. The fact that um, the three people that work together are, are all in it—that's great. Oh, and it was such a shock as well when she came in. I mean, there was no no sign that that was coming up. It was like, I mean, clearly they work together. They know that each other's going to drag race. They're not both going to keep it a secret. She's like, well, I hope she's not here when they've just been smoking a fag outside. She comes up on my coattails. I mean, I just die as she walked through that room. Oh, look who it is. You just can't make it up. But I wonder if it's it's going to be like a Coco versus Alyssa season five like thing. I think they're going to ham this up. And I think these queens are shrewd enough to know to play up to it because it's going to be their storyline. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and then we get Etc. Etc., who's the youngest queen from Sydney. She's the Bimini of the series. Is she the Bimini? Well, she comes in dressed as a cockroach and it's kind of like, she reminded me of Davina De Campo, actually, if anyone. And I kind of, I don't know, I wasn't living. I think with, with the non-binary thing she talks about afterwards, the way she looks out of drag, it's very reminiscent of Bimini to me. Well, you can't just group all non-binaries together, Sam. <laughs> I'm talking about the way she looks out of drag. Well, she was giving me Davina, so... Well, she was giving me Davina McCall. <laughs> Don't say fuck up, bugger. Um, and then we get Anita Wiggler. And I was like, I, I like the way they put one queen between the two to make it look even more random. But it's like, uh, she's the other half, the other half of the double act of Ketamine. And they're both pretending that they don't know that each other was there. Such bullshit. With Anita, she, uh, she's got like this creepy manic energy to it, don't you think, of like... Um, for me, she's very Utica. It's, there's something, um, there's something kooky, creepy and, you know, and like, it's like, and it's almost like when she's in drag, it's kind of acceptable. But when she does the same thing out of drag in the VTs, it's actually quite horrible. (laughs) It's actually quite alarming. It's like, it's a big, big smile. It's a big whacking Phoenix Joker smile. And then very just... And then this pointy, droopy nose that comes down over the mouth. It's very Halloween. Very Squidward. I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Yeah, we could do with a Xanax and we could do with maybe a mask. Um, And then we've got Karen from Finance, who was the only queen I was familiar with because I've written uh, for her show before and we've met up. Oh, have you? Yeah, so I, I actually met Karen from Finance a few years ago when we were... Uh, working on her show together and um I thought at the time she might be hosting Drag Race Australia because we knew it was going to happen and she was the most well-known queen in Australia apart from Courtney Act who we knew probably wasn't going to be hosting because RuPaul has a bit of a feud with her and then after that there weren't many options so people thought Karen might actually end up the host but then because RuPaul has done it herself Karen's ended up as a contestant, so I definitely knew she'd be a front runner. Um, and she came in in her blue power suit, and I thought, yeah, she looks good, and I'm expecting big things. I've not, having not worked with her myself, I mean, yet, um, I mean, have you have you sent her a shitty email yet, or is that to come? <laughs> well, no, because I actually didn't know she was going to be on Drag Race. Because <laughs> they kept it really quite uh, hush-hush. As as they're meant to, but if she told me, I would have written the reads for her. So yeah, she yeah she probably will be getting a shit email at some point. <laughs> Why didn't you turn to when when her reads are shit next week? You can you can you know get your back get your back right up. Um. So who would you have picked? At, they've all entered now. Who's your winner? Um. I love Karen, Coco, and um Art, and a bit of Maxi as well. 
I, I feel like art is giving me early winner vibes and obviously Karen as well. Um, so RuPaul walks in, not in drag, which, I mean, this has got a big reaction, so we need to talk about this. Because um, the picture emerged of RuPaul on the judging panel yesterday, um, not in drag, and everyone thought that meant that RuPaul's not going to be in drag for the whole of this series. It's not, it's this, just this episode though, isn't it? It's just this episode because apparently Raven, um, who obviously does RuPaul's makeup, um, season two runner-up and All Stars one runner-up, she had some issue with quarantine and couldn't get there. And I think like putting Rude together is not just something that someone can just fill in last minute for. It's quite an operation. But um, wouldn't but wouldn't Rue and Ra- wouldn't Raven have got there at the same time as Rue because you put they had to they had to quarantine for two weeks before they could even start filming. That's a, that's a big that's a big window. I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe Raven actually tested positive or something, so she had to stay later. I mean, now I really am speculating. Like maybe Raven's dead and we don't know. I don't. Well, know. <laughs> I think you're speculating quite wildly. I would say. Well, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed. Raven's dead, so we are looking for a new makeup artist. Apply within. <laughs> and it's Raven Simone. Simone is now is now the um the the makeup artist. Simone Yay. Simone Nay. Um, Ru- RuPaul's saying good day, good day, and it's like it's refreshing to hear her doing an accent that's not British, because then we can join in. Because we're equally we're we're all for being annoying about other people's accents, but when it's our own, when it's like, all right, babes, it gets very tiresome. Also a little bit tiresome was the mini challenge, as you mentioned. This, I don't know why they went with a list, but it was quite a weird choice. But I guess it was fun. And they had Taco Watini. Can you say his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's massive. Um, he's really, like, if you, um, he's, he's a director. He directed Thor Ragnarok. He's been in, I think he's, been, I think he's in um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's huge. He's huge in the Marvel Universe. So um, this is a massive coup to get him. And... Um, all I can say is, what a waste. Well, he also directed Jojo Rabbit and played Hitler in it, and it's a very good film, so I'd recommend that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he, he's meant to be dating Rita Ora at the moment, isn't he? So he's not even gay, but still, I guess one straight per season is fine. Yeah, but he is, um, I mean, I think he's, I, I just think he's fantastic. And um, like, he's, like his, his, <laughs> his entrance thing was brilliant, but it, um, the whole thing has given me a bit of a worry because I mean it just I mean the whole mini challenge like I mean his reactions were all clearly just not for what was happening on screen for us because they're just like they were just random bits of like oh fabulous this and that like he says three different things and pulls a few faces and then then he's then they're told and then some there he's obviously told who the winner is and then just says who the winner is and that that's pretty much it and i i really hope that that isn't what we're going to get from kylie for example or what we're going to get from um you know the the, the other people because it was it was just it was just a bit shabby actually i think that i mean the fact they filmed it in new zealand there's probably a lot less access to celebrities so i think we might be getting quite a lot of awkward stiff things but there's something quite like um I don't know, appealing about it, like early seasons of American Drag Race, where it's all a bit rough around the edges and a bit hodgepodge. Oh, definitely. The, hap- the, hap- the haphazard sort of aspect is quite fun. Yeah, I agree. And one thing they definitely got right is the pit crew. I mean, the hottest pit crew maybe of any season. I mean, one of them, Max Curry. Oh my God, oh my God. like totally. He calls himself pit crew daddy and already... Who are they? I know that the, the white bald one is called Max Curry. 
Um, I don't know who, I think he's a director in his own right and maybe a star in New Zealand. And now he's a star of Drag Race Down Under and we're all very grateful. Are they, is he gay? Are they gay though? Are they both gay? I don't think, I think they're gay. I don't think they hire straight picker anymore. That'd be obscene. <laughs> That'd just grace. Did anyone stand out for you in the mini challenge? Um, I thought they were all quite good, actually. None of them bombed it, I don't think. They were all... Because um, this is the thing, it's like sort of with Scottish. I mean, I know it's not... Like, you know how RuPaul just laughs at, laughs at um, Lawrence Cheney saying anything Scottish? Like, anyone saying... Lawrence like, Cheney! Exactly. Anyone saying anything in a full, thick Aussie accent sounds quite funny. And they were... Like, none of them were bad actors. Do you know what I mean? Not, not one of them. Well, Rue was pissing himself at Electra, and then, so it was obvious she was going to win, and it was kind of like a small redemption because all the other queens had underestimated her, and it felt like, oh, I feel like she's yeah. getting so much camera time in this episode, she's either going to go home or go on to be quite a big feature in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was quite a weird mini challenge. It was hard to get a good grasp of who was a standout. But we get a better idea on the Maxi Challenge, which is a get-to-know-you ball, which obviously they do on Drag Race UK and they did on Canada as well, I think. Um, they do two looks, Born Naked, which is stolen from season seven premiere, which Violet Tchotchke won, The New Delusion. And then the second one, No Place Like Home, which is becoming a bit of a staple for the international opening episodes. You get to learn a bit about their hometown, do you know what I mean? And we learn a bit more when they all get out of drag. So is there anyone you fancy out of drag or were shocked by the transformation? Um, I, you know, I did say to David that um, I find them all like leering at each other when they get out of the drag. It's a little bit gross. I find it <laughs> disgusting. I really do. But I think it's because they've quarantined for two weeks. They've not seen a man. They're even willing to have sister dick, even though it usually makes you sick. Um, but Electra's still getting <laughs> Electra's still getting all the story everyone's fancying her and it's like oh my god she's doing well on the screen time thing positive oh, or negative and they already go straight into the heart to heart moments Jojo's talking about race and the history that you mentioned of racism in the country Keita's getting her gastric surgery storyline in it's like ladies you need to save something for later in the season you're all playing your card too soon you've got to save this stuff um yeah. And there are also Keita and Anita are also starting their kind of playful banter that I feel like is going to get more serious as the season goes on. I want to see full on hatred because I, I did like the fact that even in the first bit, she was like, um, she was like, oh, well, she, when she's afraid, she just attacks or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, because these, these bitches know each other's personalities inside and out, having worked together. So there must be some sort of resentment. You can tell. And there was a lot of resentment when people thought Rue wasn't going to be in drag. But when she came out on the runway, she actually was in drag. So then I was really confused. I was like, what's going on? But this whole sequence was very weird. It felt like maybe Rue had filmed it since being in Australia. Yeah, it's been edited. It's obviously edited in afterwards. So um, it was, they must, they must have come up with a way to do it um, at the time. But it just, again, like this is what, this is like the Taiki Watiti thing. It just adds, I guess it, Adds to the sort of the shabbiness, but this is why I've marked it as a seven as opposed to, you know, higher than that, because it was just a bit like wonky, you know? Wonky donkey. Well, I'm thinking of dropping lower than a seven now. I'm convincing my own self. <laughs> but we find out that the guest judge is Reese Nicholson. I don't know if he, is he going to be a judge every week? No, he's the main, he's not the guest judge. He's the main, he's, he's the. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to alternate like Alan and Graham do with someone else or whether he's just going to be. No, that's it. 
it's, it's he's going to be there the whole time. Well, I don't know who he is, but he was quite funny. Um, he, he wasn't like my favourite, but I guess he'll do. I guess if you're Australian, maybe you already <laughs> like him more. Uh, RuPaul. He's, he's, this, he's this season's Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> yeah, oh God, one season wonder. Um, RuPaul says a dingo ate my makeup. So she kind of makes light of the whole why she's not in drag thing. But I do think that um, as well as there being a legitimate reason for this, I wouldn't be surprised if RuPaul is using this as a tester ground because I think she is sick of getting in drag for all versions. It must make it a lot harder for her. She's a six-year-old man. She's admitted in the past she doesn't enjoy it. So if people kind of accept this one episode, I wouldn't be surprised if she starts bringing it more and more into the fold. As it were, but it would just be it would, it would either, but it's up. It would either be like do it, do all all of it out of drag or all of it in drag. There's no point doing one week in, one week out. It just would be pointless. And also, like if he's not gonna be in drag, what's the point? Well, I mean, I think does anyone watch the show just to see ruin drag anymore? Like it really, it's just a three seconds part of the show. That's a good part, but it's not. Do you know what? I guess so. I guess so. And she could probably do one day in drag, film 12 runways, and then be on the judging panel out of drag. And, like, it wouldn't make that much difference, really. Maybe it's an idea. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just, like, you know, testing the waters, like you said. Um, Scarlet comes out. She is in a full nude illusion, which I thought everyone would do, but she's one of the only ones who actually went for it and has a question mark on her vagine. What did you think of this? Hit or shit? Uh, Hit. Creepy, but hit. By the way, Hit or Shit will be featured in our merch. I'm going to keep dropping it. Oh, it will. <laughs> Maxi Shields is like in a... I mean, it's not really a new delusion. She says it's a 90s Madonna negligee look, um, which had no reveal, which was a surprise. Do you think Hit or Shit? Shit. I don't know what it had to do with Madonna Vogue, sorry. I thought it was shit. And I think when you've got those amazing big titties, why would you cover them up for a new delusion challenge? Weird. Yeah, Exactly. Electra came out in kind of shoulder pads that was a nod to RuPaul, like a robotic look. Um, for me, it was a shit. Yeah, shit as well. Coco, she came out in big eyes, lips. Oh my God, massive shit. Terrible. Massive steaming shit, definitely. <laughs> yeah, a big stinky brown Coco shit. Yeah, we do. It was a, it was a jumbo turd. <laughs> um, Etc. came out. Um, she said that her look was to do with being non-binary, but to me it looked like she was just covered in burns. So I don't know if I missed something, but I definitely... It looked like she'd been half-hacked to bits. That's what I thought. It was very strange. I thought it was actually obscene, and I give it a super shit. I hated it. (laughs) Jojo came out with her hairy minge doing, like, a native look. I thought it was a bit shit. Well, no, shit. Yeah, it was shit. We should... Do you know, we're being negative, and I'm scared now, because have you seen Tamisha Iman as... um, declared war on money exchange because bob and monet do another review podcast well youtube show and they said some negative comments about tamisha iman and now she's declared war on them so thank god we only say positive things about tamisha because because <laughs> she'd kill us and then karen from finance comes out in like a gold well she's covered in gold glitter and she has a bikini and then she takes that off and reveals her nip nips um, I definitely thought this was a hit. It was fun. It was polished. It was elevated. What did you think? Yeah, it was. It was fun. I mean, I there were others that I liked more, but um, I I did like this. But um, as I said, like I didn't think it was winning material, but I liked it. And um, I mean, it was just. I mean, 
I get it. I understand what the idea was. Like, you know, well, you came from finance, goes to the beach, and, you know, she's got tan lines. But um, it just it was just a bit lumpy. It was, it was more of an effect than it was a success. But will you give it a hit? Yes, hit. That was the most negative hit ever, but yes. Um, <laughs> Anita came out dressed as Eve doing, like, a fake apple snake thing. Um... I mean, I don't think this idea is that original. We've seen Alaska do an Eve thing. We've seen Sasha Velour do it. Um, we've seen Sasha do it better. The snake was a bit bargain basement as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was lumpy. I just thought it was a bit hodgepodge and I, I have to give it a shit, to be honest. Not just because she's creepy, but it doesn't help. The thing is that I don't think, um, don't feel bad about giving lots of shits. Like, I think New Delusion is really hard. I give zero shits. <laughs> I think, um... <laughs> I think it's yeah, it's yeah. New delusion is really hard for a start. It's very hard again that it's the first, it's the very first thing they're doing, and um, and like they are, as I said, they're more akin to UK drag queens, so they are a little bit ropey around the edges. So I just think it's um, it's sort of a harsh challenge, really, and therefore, and the only one that I think actually astounds is to come. I agree, but Kita, um was consistent with her double act Anita and was also shit. She was covered in balls. <laughs> well done, both of them. Maybe they planned to do that. <laughs> I thought she was a bit better than Anita, but I still thought it was a bit basic. It didn't... It wasn't really memorable. I mean, I can't really remember it, so that says it all, really, and I watched it this morning. Yeah. But then the one we won't forget is Art, who came out as, like, half almost... Was she half in... Not in drag and then half in alien drag? It was some sort of alien drag and some sort of nakedness. It was like... Um, it had a very alien vibe to the whole thing because the whole... Because there was no hair on the face or hair on the head or anything. It was it was sort of like... it was There was definitely Borg connotations. Well, it's something that we haven't seen on any iteration of Drag Race before and that's what you want to see with a new uh-huh. season. The first season, you want to see something new. It was giving exactly. me Nina Flowers. Well, I say it gives... It's new and then I compare it to something else. <laughs> it's literally you it's completely unique I've never seen it before it's giving me massive Tina Flowers vibes he said Tina Flowers not Nina Flowers he's getting ah, mixed up with Tina it. Burger <laughs> you were trying to burn me but you burnt yourself bitch and now let's <laughs> ouchie let's do the homo sweet homo looks so Scarlet comes out with her arm in like a black swan um what did you think of she this? Looked, she looked like more like fucking Emu and Rod Hull than, um, than Beautiful Black Swan. I don't know why they would say this was good. I'm giving it a shit. That's what my boyfriend said. That's what Lewis said when we were watching it. He said Rod Hull, but luckily I'm not old. We all know what happened to Rod Hull though, don't we? Dead? Mm-hmm. Of what? Bird flu? He, he went up on his roof to, find, to try and fix his um, satellite uh, dish and fell off. Is that actually happened? Yes, it did. Do you remember Rod Hull and Emu? <laughs> Wasn't the song, I wish I could fly right up to the sky, but I can't. That was Orville. Oh, God, I'm getting... How many fucking bird puppets are there? There were quite a few back in the 80s, babes. You couldn't move for them. (laughs) Paula Abdul. There was loads. Um, (laughs) So what did you think of Maxie coming out as a big prawn? Don't come the raw prawn with Molly. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was was quite funny. It was quite cute. I'm going to give it a hit, but, you know... Oh, we didn't hit Scarlet. I give Scarlet a soft hit with the black swan. Yeah... Yeah, soft hit. And I'm gonna give this a soft hit as well. More animals. Um, you know, it was more it was more it was more Iceland prawn ring than it was a uh, giant prawn, but whatever. It was a very coke toner. I give it a shit, because um, prawns do give me shits. But I just thought it was really just costumey. Um Electra was red for filth for her outfit, which was I didn't really know what it was. Hearts, um 
It was just garish. It was. It was. I loved it. Actually, I'm going to be in a massive hit. I thought it was beautiful. I loved all the hearts. I liked the. Um, I liked what she said about it. I mean, it meant lots of different things. And like, and this is what annoyed me actually about Mich- about Michelle's comment is that she was like. Oh my god! Like, if you have to explain it too much, then you know, then it's then it's lost on us. It's like, really, what the fuck in the world would you associate with Auckland, then, Michelle? That she he could, that she could come out with, and you'd be like, oh, Auckland, you know, nothing. So you'd have to explain it, whatever it was. You're totally right. I mean, it's like, did you learn nothing about the Joe Black scandal? Like, clearly, you don't know all these references. Don't pretend to let them explain them because you need them explaining to. However. Electroshock, regardless of what the reference was, looked bad. And to me, it's a very big electroshock that you disagree with that. <laughs> well, you know, it's shock and awe in the Dowler household today, but <laughs> Shock and awe. Coco comes out dressed as King Kong. What did you think of this? I don't know why they were living for it. I'm going to give it a hit, but I don't know why they were living for it as much. I think, I think maybe I couldn't see the intricacies. I thought it was just a hairy suit, but it was actually sheer, wasn't it? I give it a hit because it was just fun because I think she's got a pretty face. I think, like, a lot of drag queens, if you put on a King Kong costume, you're going to look ridiculous. But something about the way she sold it with a good mug just made it kind of fun and I just kind of... I just kind of liked it. Maybe the bar was set quite low by everyone else, but I just thought it was fun. So I give it a hit. Yeah. Um, Etc. came out... um, like I didn't get I love this hit for this so it was like a grey look and it was some sort of reference to parliament in Canberra it was a, it was yeah it was, it was a reference to Canberra people often think that that, that that you know they know what the capital of Australia is and it is Canberra but they they, they think, think it's, it's Sydney yeah. yeah exactly and it isn't um, what's the capital and, of Canada um, Canada City <laughs> oh my god Ontario Toronto Ottawa Ottawa because the people often make that mistake as well. So you have been smug, so I just want to... Ottawa, no, you're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, I give this a shit because I thought it was bland, etc. No, I liked it. Um, I liked the wig and the greyness. It was cool. Well, your wig's looking pretty grey, honey. Oh, it is. <laughs> mine is. Mine is actually grey. So Jojo does um, a kind of a message about being... Ab- Am I, am I right to say Aborigine or is it, is, should it be first? Uh, Native Australian. I mean, she says Fab, she says Fab Original quite a few times. And um, I like the reclaiming and stuff. And um, as I said earlier on, I just wish she'd done it better. And then, you know, and I, and I know she'll probably be disappointed that, you know, that she had like, this is a good chance to do some representation, but she just didn't really nail it. Yeah. And I like the fact that even though people appreciate the message, that the message shouldn't make up for the fact it's done sloppily. Like, yeah, exactly. And so I give it a shit. Um, Karen came out doing like a straight white drunk woman at the races, which is kind of very British as well, isn't it? It's not just... Nostalgia. Oh, well, it's, well, this is what I mean. This is um, to the Melbourne Cup. That's what, it's, that's what it's from. And there's an episode of Kath and Kim where they go to the Melbourne Cup. It's very, um, you know, when all the TOWIE people go to um, Ladies' Day. Yeah, Ladies' Day and Ascot. It's just all the same thing, like boozy, boozy, Boozy bitches, and she does it really well. Boozy bitches. Yeah, I think it's a hit, because she sold it. I mean, it wasn't like an amazing outfit, but if you're going to commit to that character, then do it. Anita came out as a ram, which I actually really liked. I don't know why I liked it, but I just thought it was cute. So, hit. Something kind of cute about it. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a hit. I thought it was quite funny. Keita comes out. um, She did the rugby thing, which is like a famous New Zealand thing, isn't it? Hit! The All Blacks. 
it's the it's the All Blacks kit and it's a hit. And d- don't they don't they do the famous chant thing? Yeah. Get me trying to do spots, but I think there's like a famous chant they do. Yeah, don't ask me what it's called. But they're um, the thing is, there's a there's a yeah, there's a difference between um, the Maoris in New Zealand um, and the Aboriginal people in Australia, like that. Oh, I'm thinking of Mowow. Never mind. Sorry. No, Moams, and you're so dis- and you're fucking disrespectful. Um, there's a difference in like they like the the cultures are very much more intertwined, and they're more there's a lot more respect from both sides, and it's done much better. So um, maybe like white folk have you know assimilated um, some of the Maori um, tribalism and stuff, and the say and vice versa. So it's it's much it's a much better situation in New Zealand than it is over in Australia. Um, and then we have Art, finally, who does a reveal. She has kind of a black cloak and then she reveals to, like, a very grungy, graffiti-esque. And it's pure art and it's a hit. It feels modern, it feels edgy, it feels new, it feels fresh, but it also feels, like, drag. I just thought... I mean, I thought she was the obvious winner, really, so I was kind of surprised she didn't win. Well, both looks were both looks were stunning. Both, you know, the new delusion and this one. So I was really quite surprised that um, both looks were better than Karen from Finance's looks. So I don't really understand what happened there. Well, it makes me think that maybe as much as I love Karen, um, obviously I have a bias, but it makes me think... It's... You think a deal was done, do you? Well, I just feel like maybe it's going to be a Lawrence Cheney situation because, you know, Rue backed Lawrence as a horse quite early on in the last season. Yeah. And I wonder if Karen's going to be another one who's kind of... They've already almost chosen the winner, really, because she is a very established queen over there. I'll only be like, if singers Rue has come in and shoehorned me out of the judges' chair, I will have to win the series. Otherwise, I'm not coming on it. Guys, I'll come on, but I'm only coming on to collect the crown and leave, honestly. And Rue said the same. I'm only coming on, not in drag. So we all have a lot of stipulations. If I want, I want everybody to be like a fouring at every fucking thing I say. Um, if you're, if Rue isn't doing one of his big cackling loony cackles at every fucking joke I pull out then I'm not going to be on it okay <laughs> we find out who's safe it's Maxi etc Anita and Keita god they have weird names um, we get some judges comments but they're all pretty um, tame and then we get the Australian version of Untucked which similar to UK has been incorporated into the show which I think is a shame because I think Australia probably would have a really good Untucked if they let them properly loose because we know what Australian queens are like <laughs> <laughs> and nobody said and nobody said about the big prawn nobody said put out of the shrimp or the barbie <laughs> we do get some good quotes though we get I need to lip sync tighter than a fish's arsehole from um, Jojo and um, RuPaul says something about Electra Schlock which I didn't get well Schlock is well Schlock is just like you know what Schlock is don't you no that's why I didn't get it what is it Oh right! Oh right! Schlock is just like um like rubbish, like in yeah no, just like a like yeah, it's just like oh, it's load of old schlock. It's like filler. Is that Australian slang then? No, it's no, it's um Jewish. What? It's a bit weird to pull that out now. Um, we find out on the main stage, Scarlett is safe and Karen wins, and she gets three thousand dollars, and she's absolutely gagged. Like in in all the other drag races, people are just like. Oh, thank you. But like, and I think in Australia, they're like, yes, that's a lot of dollary dues down there. Don't you, don't you deny it. And I do like the fact that they said that she's won, um, she's won a dazzling necklace set. And then they um, take away the um, ad. So that's quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was funny that Art was only safe because I thought she was a bit robbed this week. So 
I mean, but we're used to that from Drag Race. Who would have been the bottom two for you? No, I think they were right, actually. I do as well. They were, they were my choice for the bottom. I thought Electro looked bad and Jojo was just too sloppy. And then Coco, I did agree her first look was bad, but she made up for it a bit with her second and she just, her personality shines through a bit more. So we get Electra and Jojo in the lip sync and the song is Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Why? Odd choice. <laughs> I mean, they're not Australian. They're not female. They, um, they, the Aussies do love it. I mean, they're very, they're very big into the Bee Gees and like... Well, they love ABBA. ABBA would have made more sense. I don't know if you've ever, because you, I know you spent time with your brother in Perth. Um, this when I when when I lived there, one thing that stuck out to me is um, that they've got a whole dance routine, a national dance routine to Tina Turner's Nutbush City Limits. Did you ever encounter that? I didn't. Yeah, they talk about it in um, Kath and Kim sometimes, but unless you know what it is, it it would have passed you by. Like um, they all know the dance, and when you're at a club and they play Tina Turner Nutbush City Limits, they all go and do the dance like it's the Macarena or something. I don't want to be patronising, but are you sure it's not Proud Mary? Uh, no, it's Nutbush City Limits. Well, now I look like a dick. Sorry, right, babe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate they like the Bee Gees, but I mean, it's the first episode of the first season. There's loads of great artists from Australia. I appreciate, obviously, they're going to save a Kylie song for when Kylie's on later in the season. But I mean, you could have had... Why pick a British artist? Uh, they are British. Are they American? They're British. Sorry. But I think maybe they ended up talking with an American accent because they lived there, so it did get confusing. Or maybe they're Australian. Well, they're all dead now anyway. <laughs> No, they're not. One of them, and he's got a survivor's guilt. Oh. Guilty. He did that album with Barbara Streisand. And we have nothing to be guilty for. Sorry. Um, but yeah, tragedy. We, I mean, I guess they sing in a high-pitched voice, so it's almost drag. And I do like the song. Obviously, a man of gay yeah. man of my age is going to prefer the Steps version, and I make no apologies for that. But it ended up being a good lip sync. They gave it their all. Uh, what did you make of the lip sync? Um, Electra just was pulling out all the shocks. And um, and I think and I think Jojo jo was was beaten, and I think I think she sort of knew that she was a bit resigned to not not getting through, which was which was sad. I mean, but it wasn't. I mean, she just was. She just wasn't up to scratch, unfortunately. No one was going to beat Electra. She pulled out some like all stars type moves. So oh my god, yeah. You could, I mean, she was bashing her bits on the floor like it was fucking going out of fashion well i think she's gonna give a bit of a tea of coffee thing where everyone underestimates her she's but then she has raw talent and people fall in love with her so i think she's gonna be a star but obviously jojo sachets away which is quite sad because especially because she was representing an important minority but she says anything is possible if you let your aboriginality shine through which is a good exit line um and then we find out that Next week, we're going to have the Snatch Game so soon, which has never happened before. I think it happened in All Stars 2, but in a normal season, usually it's halfway well, through. It's just not as many queens. And I think because um, there's a wealth of... I think as each show comes along, everybody wants to see... Because everyone talks about, oh, what would you have done in drag in, in, in Snatch Game? So rather than have all that guessing, um, and there's only nine queens now, you may as well just do it early. I agree. I think what happens is on Snatch Game, because so many, it's so hard. If they do it early in the season, you'll get too many bombs. But I think Australians, much like UK queens, are going to be quite good at it. So I think they want to maximise all the strong Snatch Games they're about to get. Um, So yeah, I can't wait for next week. Already, I'm feeling the same as you, Sam. I think I'm 
into the cast and I'm excited about the style, but I also feel like it's a bit rough around the edges, but there's positives and negatives to that. I feel like this, I feel like they were just, I think I love the Queens, but I think they were let down a little bit by the production values, I have to say, which is, um, you know, Rue not being dragged because of a mistake with the makeup, you know, the Taiki Watiti just being a little bit, you know, also, and it's just, I just, I just think editing wise and production wise, it just wasn't as good as it could have been. And it wasn't the Queens fault. But sometimes when you launch something new, it takes a while to get going, as we will find with our Patreon, which, as we've said, we'd love you to... <laughs> was that seamless? We'd love for you to come join us. You guys always show us so much support. You give us reviews, you message on Instagram um, to let us know which bits you enjoy. Tell us what you want. So now it's time to get involved even more and tell us what you want to see from us. We are willing to do pretty much anything, especially Sam. So... Come and join on the Patreon. Anything. Anything. And we will give it to you. We will give it to you like Roxy Andrews, here to make it clear. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Yeah, for now, let's click it out. Australian style. That means you do it down under. I'm doing it under my bum. I'll but... do it. You sound like Rob Harris before the assault. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>